Nice to be with you here. God bless you. Brother Freddie's going to tell us why they were lined up there. Sure. <laughs> Shalom, saints. As you were just still standing, you, are, you have been singing this song, My Sheep Know My Voice. I'm told back home they are also connected online. So let me also sing the, song, the same part in the tongues to you, but in our vernacular, so that they understand what we are still talking about. Let's pray. Father, Heavenly Master, we thank you for this wonderful moment. You moved me all the day, Father, and throughout the night up to Father, my Savior, this is far waste cost, where, Father, you have brought me as a witness. I thank you, Father, because I prayed and I've been longing to come to these people. I've been seeing them, Father, online. And I've been wondering their love, their commitment to the word, and how they have supported this work in Uganda. May you bless each and everyone who is here, and those who are not here, Father, but they have been part on this work of the revival that we have in our country. May you bless, Father, the time of this testimony that I'm going to talk of to them, and may you bless everyone. Father, I know you are the God who interprets the language. May you help me, Father, to speak, Father, in the dialect that they will know. Let them, Father, understand my words, and let me understand them, Lord. Let the testimony anchor in the hearts of their hearts, Lord, and let them know what you are doing in Uganda. Bless this time of testimony. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated for a moment. Once again, I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I uh, feel humbled when my pastor and his your pastor introduces me to talk to you. Uganda has sent greetings. They love you so much because they know if you did not support us, we would not be where we are in evangelizing our country. Please thank you. May the Lord bless you. We do not have the words to express our joy and gratitude, gratitude uh, of what you have done. We thank the pastor, first of all, for his commitment to see that this message go all over the world. It was a sad story when we heard that he was 
caught up in China. We joined uni prayers. We were crying because we knew that the apple of our eye is now being caught. We need him to stay. Yes, he's an old man, but still we need him here. And we thank God that he stood with us when he, when the Chinese let him come back. It is not something easy, but it was God. And we thank God that you have been able to back up my brother Tim Dodd. He is a man who can go, even myself an African, I can't go. Once it is about the gospel, he will just move on. Sometimes we move him in rains. You know, some of you don't know Africa. Africa is not like, as you see here. Some of you people, if you go to Africa, you will wonder, you might get sick. Because we are not used to the environment. But brother Tim, when it is raining, whether it is not raining, when in a good car, or maybe a motorbike, whichever situation, just take on and move with us. So we thank God for also his commitment. Brethren, I thank you once again, all of you, who have been standing with this work. Please, may you continue. And I have faith that if you had been standing with us, before you see me testifying before you, what will it be when we meet and I give you the testimony of what you have been hearing? So please continue to stand with us in prayer, or spiritually and physically. All of you people that have ever been into Africa, like my brother here, I've seen my brother Mark somewhere, I've seen my brother, many of them who have been coming. God bless you. We appreciate the only problem is that sometimes there is a fashion of happiness to different cultures. Uh, to you people here, I don't know how you get happy, but in Africa when you get happy, sometimes you get rid of words. We don't know how to express. The actions follow. We dance, we shout, we cry, showing that we are happy. Some of us, even we fail to speak. Instead of speaking, we just babble out. And you will not fail to understand what we say. So at times when you hear me not getting it clear to you, please, don't just say it's out of the senses, but I'm just happy. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So it is time for testimony. I was, I'm going to, I was supposed to preach, but when we talked to the brothers, they said it's better, though Brother Tim has been talking about this about Uganda. It's better we make this service a service of testimony so that you'll be able to know what we are really doing in Uganda. Unfortunately, I brought some few pictures because as I was coming on the way, I left my coat in a plane coming from somewhere to another point. I was tired and I was with some bags, so you know, my health is not that all good. So when I picked the bag, I left the jacket somewhere. In the jacket was some flashes, which had some organized pictures. So we got some few pictures, which we are going to show you. These pictures, I just called them at home uh, through a WhatsApp, and then we brought the pictures here. 
But others, maybe Brother Tim, when he comes, he will bring those pictures, also the pictures to you. Not only Brother Tim to come, we expect more of you, the team, to come to Uganda. <laughs> Shalom. <laughs> Hallelujah. We will start with a scripture reading. Uh, we are going to go in the book of Luke, chapter 24. I read from verse 46. Yes, Luke chapter 24, verse 46, it says, And said unto them, Thus it's written, And thus it behooved Christ to suffer, And raise from the dead the third day, And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in, the, in, the, in his name among all nations, Beginning at Jerusalem. And ye, verse 48 now, and ye are witnesses of these things. May the Lord add the blessing on reading of his word. You may be seated. We are on awakening Uganda. What is really there? What is really in Uganda? What is happening there? And I do not stand here as sometimes people, they try to say the revival people or a revival man. I am just a witness of what is going there. This is not our work. It is my work. It is our work. Me and you. We in Uganda and you here in Krovadari. It is our work. It's only that I am wrapped up in this event whereby people they have to see me as a witness. Because a witness is somebody who is wrapped up in, a, his name is wrapped up in an event. And the prophet said in the book of, let's go there a little bit, let me get this quote here. He said in the book of witness, that's called witnesses, 54, that was preached at 50, in the year 1954, March, uh, 3rd March, 1954, he says, Paragraph 17. A witness must be someone with an experience. Must be someone who, who knows something, who knows something. Like in the courts of our land, you can't come up and say, me so and so, told me so and so, about so and so. They will throw that case, the case out right then. You've got to be either an eye or ear witness. You've got to know something before you can be a witness. And you've got to know something before you can be a witness of God. And all God-called witnesses are people with experience of knowing what they are speaking about. So concerning what is going on in Uganda, I'm a witness. I've been, there, I've been standing there when people are coming in multitudes. In tens of thousands, in thousands, coming to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I've been there. And this is a factor of two, sorry, it's a reason of two factors. One is the radio broadcast, which paved the way for us to go to the people. Because these things are 
mostly start by people calling us to answer the questions for which at first they think they are not true. We are not true. When we speak like about one true God, when the prophet speaks about the serpent seed, when the prophet speaks about the women preachers, then, and they hear us calling ourselves Christians, then they call. Is this a new doctrine? Is this a new teaching? So they are eager to know, to understand what is going on. In doing so, they don't know that they are swallowing a lure with a hook. A hook. Yeah. When they call us, we go there. And we are fond of going there. We like to go there. Sometimes when they take a month without calling us, we've got to prayer. We need more of them to call us. And the more they call us, is the more they are got. They are netted. Praise God. So, that is the first factor. As we shall be going on with testimony. The second factor is, come out of her, my people. Because when we go there, now, as I was talking with the, uh, the pastor, he asked me, what really takes the, brings them? Then I answered him. Uh, we discussed about something universally. They believe that they are like a, at least the three religion. The Christianity. And once you talk globally, Christianity, people, they understand Catholicism. Then they believe in Muslims. And they believe that there is also Judaism. Now, these are the three major religions of faith. But in Uganda, when you talk about Christianity, you mean Protestantism. Any Christian faith against Catholicism is called Christianity. So, these people, most of them who are Pentecostals, they left their big organization, which, because in Uganda, the majority, like is 70 or 60 percent are Catholics, Catholics. So they left their big organizations and they came to Pentecostal organization again. That's what the prophet says, like moving a corpse from a morgue to a morgue. It remains a corpse. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so these people here, when we go to them, we tell them, you call yourself Christians, born again Christians, but you are still Catholics. It's only this message will take you out of Catholicism. Praise God. So this message here, because for them they had the doctrines of Trinity, which is not in the Bible. You have the doctrine of uh, kind of the serpent seed. They say Eve ate an apple or a pumpkin or whatever they can say. We say, we tell them, if eating an apple or a pumpkin makes you to wrap your waist, then that's something different. They would have wrapped the mouth. And Jesus could not pour blood, would have brought some juice from fruits and power the juice because it was juice from the fruits. But when they start to know those things, we call them, you are now Catholics. 
If you are not a Catholic, leave the Catholic doctrine, take the message of the hour. Hallelujah. And they will not want to be called Catholics because they left Catholicism. So this is the pool that has brought most of them to come because they know we left Catholic Church because it's of the devil. Now we have been trapped here in Pentecostalism, which has the doctrine of the Catholic Church. We cannot stay here. Then they march out. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me, they gave me some time because before I got the paper to the screen, to the pictures. Let me tell you some of this. I'm going to give you like two stories that sometimes we use to get them, to introduce ourselves to them. There is a, a story one day I gave them. It was like this. A man had a birthday and he called the neighbors that at such, such and such a time we will have to eat our ram, a sheep. We are going to eat it on my birthday. Then people, those who are invited, prepare themselves to come. As time was drawing nigh, near, this man wanted to slaughter the lamb. And the, the animal saw the man with a knife, it took off. The man chased the animal. Get me clear. When the man chased the animal, the dog of the man ran faster and he chased the animal. So we see three objects learning. The ram escaping, the dog after the animal, and the man behind the dog. They went into hills and valleys. A man holding a knife. Uh, after some time, the man got a little bit tired. And the animals left the man. He climbed the mountain. Did you not see the animals? He went down the valley. He didn't see the animals. But somewhere on the mountain top, he saw the animals. Sorry, he didn't see the animal, but he saw some remains of meat and some offals, like a liver, the intestines, things of the inside of the animal. The man knew that the sheep was eaten. All of a sudden, he saw a wolf disappearing. And the man knew, really this wolf has eaten my sheep. And people were on the way coming. So what the man did, he took the remains back home, prepared them for meat. And when people sat, they ate. As they were enjoying, the man stood up to tell them that I decided to eat our lamb with you neighbors on this birthday party because this has not been my lamb, has been your, our lamb. Sometimes it moves to, your, to the neighborhoods and destroy things. And sometimes go to the gardens and destroy things. So I've been sorry to see the lamb doing all these things, but you had to share this lamb. They were happy to have the lamb. As the man was concluding the speech, something buried outside the courtyard, in the courtyard, and that was the lamb. They looked at him. He looked at them and looked at the lamb. 
He has told them that they have eaten the lamb. The very lamb is now in the courtyard making noise. They asked him, which lamb? He could not answer. Now, I have a question. What do you think they did eat? Can you guess? I myself also do not know. But whose problem was it? It was for the man who got tired to run and just anticipate that this might be the remains of his ram. It would have been better the manifest to check that this is not the remains of the ram, or it is really the lamb. And then serve the lamb before the people know that's the ram. Then we ask the question. In these denominations, how sure are you that you are right or you are wrong? It's better we check in the Bible and see whether what we are eating is according to the Bible. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because on the day of judgment, when you will be assuming that you ate the ram, you will find out that you did not eat the ram, you eat another thing. They, there they start giving us attention. Let's check in the Bible. Where did you get baptism in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost? It is not there. There was a certain day. Uh, this would not have been good, but I was challenged and I could not control myself. I bet that I'm going to give you money worth a three, uh, that is me, one million, worth a 300 US dollar. If you saw me, a person, or lame, or a young, or a fetus, that was ever be baptized in the name of Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. It was a, meet, a meeting of pastors. I know 100 pastors in Iganga. Please come up and take this million. Not because I had money. I said, please come with your coat and put there. Then you take this million. If you fail to find out, you just give me 5,000 shillings. Nobody could come up. There was some big educated men. You know, it is interesting when you have the truth. Sometimes you feel like you're a big person. This message had made us big people. (laughs) Praise God. So, those are the stories sometimes we use. Another story is of the Merrick. That one, you are a Muslim. It is about the Merrick. A stranger went, uh, it was just from the book somewhere, it's not a Christian book story, but it was not a true story, but it was a novel. Uh, a stranger went to Australia, it is sometime, somewhere in the east, uh, on Africa. When he reached Australia, he was so tired, and he wanted something to refresh himself. This stranger found a script somewhere, fresh miric. Ice called fresh miric. And the boy, the man, wanted to take some milk. 
He went there. They give him the first cup. It was fantastic. Cold and cool and so sweet. The man dared for another one. Please, can you give me another? You know, when you just take something and you are tired, our time was even, you need to go for short call, like when you drink things, things like that. So he wanted, as he, they were bringing another, another cup, he wanted to go for a short call. That is going in the washrooms for, you know, easing himself. And when this man was going behind the house, after ordering for another cup of milk, he wanted to put an eye where this good meat comes from. He found three fat, big ladies sitting around a big jar. And these ladies had, had very big breasts. They were milking themselves into that jar. The man wondered what is going on there. Ladies were producing milk. And all of a sudden, a lady who is serving on the table there came with another cup and then drawed some milk and took the milk to the people to serve the people. When this man saw what was going on, he vomited. <laughs> he cried. What is this? Then he complained. He went to complain. You gave me human breasts? Milk? How can you do that to me? The man said, at the reception, you didn't tell us the type of milk you want. You would have told us that you don't take a human milk. Here, human milk is enjoyable. The man wanted to go to the court, but they told him, did you ask the type of milk you want? He said, no. I just said milk. Yes. Isn't this milk? He cried. He lost. Do you know that there are many people who are taking a miracle, scripture miracle, Bible miracle, without asking which type of scriptures are these? They are taking Catholic dogmas, enjoying, because it is cool, it is, you know, something without uh, suffering, something, you know, is just, just stay as you are. And they, they enjoy, it is cool, it is good to them. At the day of judgment, they wonder that they, did t- they didn't take what they were supposed to take. They took another thing. So with such stories, we start, we meet them. Please check before you enjoy it. Check the Bible. Check the scriptures. Check what was written there. And it helps us to move to them, to make them know what they have believed is wrong, and they turn to the truth. Uh, in addition to this, God has blessed us with miracles, which we cannot now say this and the other, but among the miracles, they wonder how God is doing it, because at first they thought maybe this message does not believe in miracles. But we opened them scriptures that Brother Branham has been the person who even introduced or made, made a number of uh, Pentecostal preachers to manifest the, what, the, 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 what vindication they moved with. People like Orobas, people like Tier Osborne, we use their testimonies, these people. Because those people are so great in our, they are taken as great men in our country. So we give them the testimonies of Tier Osborne, what he is saying about William Branham. 
When they see these things, they automatically come up. It's not because we are special. It's because we have a special message of the special hour for the special people. Then when they understand that, they rejoice. My sheep hear my voice. And that is God in his simplicity. How did it begin? In 2013, when Brother Tim came with Brother Kim Dingwall, you forgive the pronunciation, they wanted us to do uh, what we were yearning for for many years. Uh, that was uh, the trans- audio translation. You see, in Uganda, a big percentage does not know how to read or to hear. They doesn't know English. You even hear my English is very poor. But it's love. I'm not talking English. I'm talking love. Because I want to testify. You bear with me. So we are like 40 million people in Uganda, the population. But about 16 million can hear my vernacular, which is Uganda. When you go on the internet, they tell you, 16 million can hear Uganda. So this means that this 16 million is almost 60% of the people that can hear this uh, language. So when Brother Tim came and Brother Kim, they wanted some people to do the translation. By that time, I was among the team with the Pastor Stephen Ibare that was doing the message translation book, book translation. So this time, they said we need a person who can be the voice of the prophet in our country. During that time, I was a, a bit with the little asthma. I was wheezing all the time. I said, man, I would like to bring this. And the brother Kim and the brother Tim, they said, we should first test these people to find who has a nice voice. Little did they know that I was yearning for their work. <laughs> you know, it is sweet when people, they hear that you speak for the prophet to interpret. It's wonderful. If I feel blessed when I stand with the pastor here, how much blessed will I feel when they think that I stood with the prophet in the voice? Hallelujah. When I get happy, I sing and I shout. The devil don't believe it, I sing. But I've crossed over Jordan to Canaan's fair land. And this is like heaven to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so, Brother Kim and Brother Tim, they gathered us in the house of Pastor Stephen Ibari. You know him. And uh, I told my associate, Brother Paul, pray for me. I fear evaluation, but I have to go and uh, make sure that I can do the work. Regardless of whatever, but I want to speak those things. So, when they gave us uh, the gadgets, the headphone gadgets and the laptop somewhere, they said, start to speak. They gave us something to read as the prophet was speaking. 
I read like one paragraph with my hoarse voice, with some asthma, and Brother Kim Dingwall said, he will be the voice of the prophet in Uganda. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> what a sweet message. What a sweet statement. Have they seen it? Is it really? Then they tried others. They said, but no, he will do it. I went back and told my wife, let's pray. I'm just entering into another thing. We prayed. Sometime after they have gone, Pastor Stephen called me that we are going to put up a library. And uh, this library, sorry, a studio. And this studio, yeah, I'm going to the pictures now. I don't know whether is, you got the projector. And uh, we are going to put up a studio whereby you will be, go, be there translating. You don't know how long I spend practicing translating. Uh, there is a big, an introduction in voice. Uh, that one has been there. Uh, some one day, the radio program people wanted me to make some an, uh, adverts for them because of that voice. They told me, "You can be make us some adverts." I said, "No, it is not commercial. It's for the Lord of the, the Lord Jesus Christ." You see, I was uh, the way I start. William Branham has been the voice of the prophet, uh, has been the voice of the prophet, sorry, has, twerkies, sorry, sorry, William Marion Branham has been the prophet in this last age. So I start speaking in Uganda and then after, the message comes after introducing. Uh, what we are going to see there is the work that started. As you will be able to see, that is the, the library being made. The studio, sorry, always I call it a library, forgive me. The studio, the, you see the word even is there. Uh, that is the studio. This was your support towards the translation, audio. There, I'm starting with the pastor, with brother. We call him, we are sorry. There, when people, they see people preaching the gospel, whoever he is coming this way, they call him a pastor. So you bear with me when I call him a pastor. I know he's a brother here. And he, there in Uganda, you all call him pastor, Tim Dodd. So he's a brother, I know, but that's the language we use there. He will bear with me also. So with the brother Tim, Standing there, uh, that is the doorway to the studio. At first, there is a small office where we are standing. From there, we can go inside the studio. There, as you, you are seeing the picture there. So that studio there is at the premise of my church in Seta. But it is not my studio. It is our studio. Thank you so much for supporting this studio because it is the studio that brought forth us to be connected to those people in organizations. 
and we always do the translation there. Then when you go to the next picture, you will find me in the studio. The picture you are seeing there, it is me. Praise God. <laughs> this day, my prayer was fulfilled on that day. <laughs> so there we do the translation work. You see me putting the finger, you know, you stress where the prophet stresses. You go down when the prophet goes down. It is not something easy that you just speak just in one day and you finish it up. You can spend the whole day and even sometimes the night speaking, making, you know, making some mistakes, then you clear them and you go back to make it clear. I don't work alone. Uh, after broadcasting, sorry, after making the messages, then Pastor Stephen Ibale is on the radio now, on air. We use a radio called Baba FM. You see Pastor Stephen Ibale uh, is now, after bringing the mess, taking the message for a full hour on the air, then they make a calls, and Pastor Ibale explains, and then at the same time, throws more light, light on the message. That's where the beginning of calling begins, where it begins. You will find a number of them, they call Pastor Stephen Ivale, and he goes to them. A number of them call me, and I go to them. So in doing so, we get open doors to the denominations. Just know this, that they don't call us because they want to enjoy. Most of them, they call us to challenge us that we went wrong. Reaching there, we get them. It is like a shutdown. And not all those who call us, those who call us, that they accept this message. Some they reject, others they take it. You get me? So that is Pastor Stephen on air, now on the radio. This radio is supported by you. Whichever aid you give us, you send to Uganda, does such work, and then the worker produces the fruits. I'm just a witness of what you are doing that is fruitful. Praise God. Oh Lord my God, when I am some wonder, I consider all the was thy hands have made. I see the stars, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. If you can remember where we read in the scripture in the book of Luke, we are not going to go there. We read somewhere that it was needed for Christ to be, first of all, taken to the non-believers, the sinful men. Then to be judged and be crucified. But on the third day that Christ will raise up again. Yes, it was also necessary for this message, first of all, to be judged wrong. What would we preach? 
If this message was not judged wrong, everybody could have called who says we believe the message. And nobody could have taken the message in the heart. You see, because the Catholic Church is not something that is checked upon, all the time people, they are saying, I'm just a Catholic. No need to check upon. But when this message was first challenged, people, they called us cults. They called us whatever, people who went out were kind of uh, uh, fake people. They called us that we are worshiping William Branham. They called us many names. This time when William Branham spoke by himself on the radio, speak by himself on the radios, what we are seeing is something different. He first speaks, then we go. He first speaks, then we go. And it makes us to wonder. Then sings my soul, how great thou art. So on the, after the, so on, after that, then they call us. Now we are going to a church which sparked, <coughs> sparked off the revival. That is the church in Ichimaga. This church here was a Pentecostal church. The pastor heard us on the radio. He took my phone number and he called me. There were many, more than those you can see there. And we went to the pastor. We explained to him about the word of the hour. The pastor liked it. He took it to the church. When he took it to the church, he was rejected. And some people of his church left him. But because there is denominationalism and the system of the denomination, they could not allow him to stay in that church. So he moved with some people, as you are seeing them there. He moved with some people, and they put those kind of uh, plastic uh, tarpaulins and some trees to, so that to make a shelter. And that's when they called us. When they called me, by that time, Pastor Tim was in the country. I could not attend him. Yet I liked it. But I was found myself there in the field with the, those, these people. It was a great challenge. Pentecostals bring, brought in their big pastors. When I talk about pastors, those big men with the high English, with a lot of education, they came with big cars and they said, this is wrong. But the pastor of Kimaga said, no, it is the truth. It is here and it is here. So they told him, you have to leave the church premise. Never again to come back. Never should we even see you around the yards of the church. But he had already made those things there with his small group of people. They were like a hundred. And when we went there, they enjoyed the message. They said, we must be baptized. We love the people the way they love the word. And in this next picture, one of the men... Uh, is shaking my hand, is the associate of that pastor there. He was one of the troublesome people on that day that met me. So after talking and say, after answering all his questions, he came at the platform and he said, because the one you see on my uh, the other hand there, the first one is uh, not the check shirt, but the, sec- the first one from me. Uh, the one you can see there, let me see. This one here. Thank you. This one here, you are seeing that man there? Uh, that is the pastor of Chimaga. Now, this man here, 
he was the troublesome man, and he's an old man, but he knew much, much about the Pentecostal scriptures. So he was now saying, I have accepted, I love what you are saying. Amen. You know more than we do. You can see the Bible there now is closed. I had some scriptures, scripts down there on the papers, you see. To, you know, I know there are questions. Sometimes I forget the scriptures where they are, but I know how they can move. I check scripts, uh, directly from the scriptures, and the man accepted. You see, everybody is happy. We baptized them in the next picture as you are going to see. We took them to water. Hallelujah. The revival now is on. The lady you are seeing there in red, this lady here, She's a police officer, the OC of the town in that area, Chimaga. She believed the message. We didn't know that she was the OC. The OC that is the officer in charge of police. She's the leader of the police of that area. So that lady there, she came. But at first of all, we saw she was with a kind of an escort, somebody escorting her. But she was not in the uniform. But reaching the water, the lady told us, I am the OC here. And uh, I have decided to be baptized. Amen. The next day, found her in uniform. We found, you know, police officers in our country are not like here, are much respected and feared. She could tell all the people there that those people, let them do whatever they want to do. I believe their message. So we got a support there now. We could go at times and when I visit them and have lunch at the police station because she prepares. So that lady uh, took us serious. She got baptized and as we were baptizing, before we went to baptism, uh, let me first go to this picture here. There, you are seeing the lame woman. That lame woman, had, she was Pentecost also, but she was walking with the sticks and the back bent. Now when she heard what we are talking, said, you first pray for me. I prayed for her. And when I prayed for her, she sat there. After a while, when people were dancing, the lady raised up. And danced with us. And moved with us. And danced with us. And rejoiced. Hallelujah. Then there were people they gathered. Among them was a drunkard man. This drunkard man, he came with the, some uh, kind of plastic bottles in, uh, of spirits in the pocket and was staggering. When he saw the lady she knows that is walking and people are praising the Lord, the drunkard man said, take me also. <laughs> I don't know whether you stagger the same this way. <laughs> Praise God, you are no longer staggering. <laughs> but you stagger of the new wine, by the new wine. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so take me. I told him first take some water, cool down. We are not just baptizing you because you have. No, I understand you well. You take me to the water. I have decided. Then the man said, I have here my alcohol. 
I have this one here. Take me. I told them to put him somewhere. We'll baptize him later. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah! So, this man, we were puzzled. When, as we were finishing baptism, he said, I can't go anywhere until you baptize me. The officer knows me. These people, they know me. Why don't you baptize me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? I told him, if you have believed with all your heart, and you never go back to alcohol, the man said, I have decided when all these people are seeing, I have I've been a Catholic. I have to go to take a Jesus. I'm tired of drinking. I'm tired of this. Yeah. And the man told, we baptized the man. After baptizing him, he took us home. There was some witchcraft that he had. And he told his wife, I have decided. Ever since that day, that man is there in the church. Himaga is praising the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah! How great thou art. How great thou art. Praise God. So, when that miracle happened, also the church in Imijera, the next town, they called us. Said, we want to talk to you. But these are churches which are far like a 130 or 50 kilometers away from Kampala city. So going there, at times it needs uh, collecting some money, Transporting ourselves. You know, in Chimaga, we baptized seven on that day. And uh, we are now starting baptizing big groups. You can't go there alone or two. Others, you know, when they are seeing the new thing, even they will fear to baptize. They say, no, we don't want to be baptized with this one who has been a liar. You baptize us. So I have to move with some people if I'm going to baptize so that they help me. They will not believe in their pastors because they have been telling them lies. And uh, some of them, even they travel, when they see this truth, I will come to your church and baptize me. I don't want to be baptized with them. They have lied us for so long. Even if you tell them now they didn't know, they can come back and understand this. They say, no, first baptize me. That's where I get a problem sometimes. Because I have uh, some disky uh, dislocation of uh, some districts here in the back. So tam- sometimes it's hard for me to bend. But some of them, they want me to <laughs> baptize them. So I have to go to the water and do the work. If I don't do the work, then some brothers that they trust can do the work. Even the time when uh, Brother Tim came, there was pastors that were baptized when you came. They had come, they wanted him to baptize them, but he had no time. <laughs> when Brother Tim came, they wanted, so we wanted him to baptize them, but we said others can take them. But I know he baptized that pastor, Stephen Ibadi's church. You didn't? Wow. They would like you to baptize them. They feel confidence. You know, a man of another color. <laughs> they think he's coming from heaven. <laughs> Praise God. That's a joke. You forgive me. <laughs> so, next was the church in Mijera. The church in Mijera... I'm just talking about this because these are the things that we have in pictures. But there are some other things I cannot talk without pictures. 
So I'm just giving you this what, what, that you are seeing. The church in Nigeria also broke away from the big denomination, and they got somewhere to put up. That is the thing. And they called us. We baptized many there. And uh, during that time, even Pastor Tim came in, and he wanted to see the work he was doing in Nigeria. So we had to, sorry, in Mkimaga. So we had to take him to Mijera also. When he reached Mijera, what uh, you see there, for me, for you, you don't see, understand. But in our country, what we saw when Tim came, it was a gloomy day, a bad day. We didn't expect the sunlight in it anymore. And at the evening, when he was late, even you can see the dark kind of darkness, a great shining rainbow stood straight behind him. Praise God. And this made people believe more. Because behind him it was shining. And as he was sharing the word, the church looks like that. You bear with us. That's Uganda. And the people, they loved the Lord, regardless of the situation. So when they saw that pillar of fire was also a kind of a sign that God is with us, a covenant. So they like that. At times, brother, Tim doesn't want me to speak much about it, but it's just before me here. Praise God. You bear with me. Because you know much about the rainbow, what it means. And he did not position himself anywhere, but straight in him. So he just saw us having cameras, watching him. He didn't know. I don't know whether you can see it there, that thing there. Because it's light, in the pictures it does not come out well. But there it was so much shining. So as he was preaching, everybody ran pointing to him. For him, he didn't know what we are saying. He just saw people shouting, praising the Lord. And then the thing disappeared. We praise the Lord that God did a miracle also. So it is not me, it is not him, but it is the word of our day. Whoever puts himself in that position, he becomes a witness. You are the witness. It is not our work. It's God doing the work again. Amen. The prophet said that the bride should be, we will be with the revival. And this is our revival. Amen. Somebody sang and said we need a revival because it's our survival. It's our survival. No revival, no survival. Praise God. Again, uh, when the revival moved on and they moved on, I could not do, I could not do the work alone. Some youth, they started a kind of composing some songs in Uganda and the, the message songs. And the, the way they, they sing it is wonderful. So, at times we take the message, we make gospel campaigns, we make, take the message through by music. There you go. They reach somewhere, maybe at a certain church where they have called us. I give them time to play music. They can sing and people cry. They sing much, you know, the way they sing, uh, people get the message, and then others they cry, and then they join us. So that group sometimes helps us so much. Uh, 
you can see, I don't know whether I can show you some people. There is a brother there. Oh, sorry. Sorry, there is a brother there. I always am. I've not used the technology. There is a brother here. This brother is my son. Uh, he's my second son. He's called Joseph. That one. He leads the group. That one in the court. And the, another one here is also my son following this one. Uh, this one is Derek. He plays music. And the, this one, uh, they call, most of people, they know that he's my son. Yes, he's my son. But he, uh, of my brother. We, they grow up together in my family. So we love each other. And he's so much helping that brother here, there. And the others. So they join together, they sing. Uh, Brother Timon saw, saw them the other time when they were singing. Except that we, when you come, you have a little limited time. We don't hear them much. So they can sing and make voices, good voices in the vernacular where people can understand. So they help us in a group. Always sometimes we move with, with them. Most of them when they are not at school. When they are at school, we go with a few. And uh, there, the revival is on. Oh, 90% of what you are seeing there are not just mere believers, are pastors. That is another side of Uganda, far in the east. They called us, please may you come. And they sat me down. They were not only those. They were many, like uh, 40, 50. And when we sat together, we spent a whole day discussing about what they had on the radio, what they had in the message. And uh, that big proportion said, we have to be baptized. They are pastors. When I say pastors, now here we have one pastor here. Look at the church. When we have 10 pastors, how many people will be around? This is what I want to emphasize to know. If these are pastors, then how many people behind them? You are seeing them in the clothes because we move with our, most of them they are in wet clothes. We move with our clothes. Whenever it is needed to be baptized, we just give them clothes. And we baptize them. Because it's hard to move those fajanis and you go back next time. You first baptize them, then you think of how you go to them after. So those pastors, they are, they are putting, we didn't come with videos because they are heavy too. They can't run quickly. Uh, those pastors, they are, they spoke of good words and they are now in the group of East Uganda there. You see, we divide them in groups so that we can meet them in some, in portions. And we have never gathered them all together in one meeting. The time Pastor Tim came, it was him that said that, that's enough, I think that's enough. Yeah. But had he had have the, all the possibilities of maybe providing transport for the people from far away, that day he, you would have seen like 10,000 gathering people. And this time when he said that he was going to come, I told him, Brother Tim, this will be different from the last time. Can we organize like a, at least 10,000 people to come? Because when they hear you, they, they, when you leave after coming to the few, they will always complain. They want to hear more about you. Because for them, they have a, a faith, that, a, a belief that when a visitor comes, can talk far better than we. And they have always 
faith in strangers than we whom they are used to. They want to hear whether we speak the same. So I told him if we can bring, I said, no, what we can do, we are going to have some in Jinja, that is Pastor Stephen Ibale, and for you we are going to have ministers meeting. And on that day we called like 300 ministers. These brothers, they were there. We shall see that meeting. This is something some people can't believe. And before that one took place, after Kimaga, I got sick. The devil knew what was going to happen. I cannot speak about that because you take a time, and once, whenever I think about it, I don't want to go that again. It was a kind of a stroke that came in, and it was changing all my bones loose, making me shiver like this. It struck me in the bathroom. I could not crawl. I felt life was going. And I was coma in it for three days, not knowing what was going on there. When I came back, I thought it was an accident. They told me, no, you remember I was in the bathroom and this happened. I could not remember. I saw me being wired on a lot of medical equipment, things were on me. I could not like them to be on me. I didn't know that God was preparing for another thing. At times I tell people that I am the only person who have ever seen my dead body. Say, how? Because I saw in the ambulance in a picture that a person was tied on ropes and was being taken, transported somewhere in the ambulance, but my wife was crying. She told me that I took three days when I could, when I could not even shake myself, move myself, but they thought I'm gone. Eventually, I came back at life. I thank God that you stood with me, you stood with my family, and you bought me some insurance to be able to cater for my life. I am living, Pastor, because you contributed something on my health. You were part of this revival because you have been paying my hospital bills. Every month I go to, the, to see the doctor, and the doctors in Uganda are very expensive. People of little earning, they cannot afford that. If it was not you people, I could die. I would have died. So I have a reason when I say that please thank you and continue to stand with us. And that this revival is not for, for pastor change. It is for you. Who is holding up the hands of pastor change? When I'm down and all my soul so weary When trouble comes and my heart burdens me Then I am still and wait here in silence until he comes and sit our with me. He brings you there. You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. Hallelujah. You raise me up to walk the stormy sea. I am strong when I am on his soul. That Jesus raised me up. 
to more than I can be. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for standing with the word. Thank you for standing with me. Where would I be? Thank you for sending these missionaries. The prophet said, if you can't go, send somebody. You have done so. I salute you, my father, in in the, in, in, in the gospel. You have led me somewhere. It has been your work to help me to move on with the gospel. For many years, I've been trying my way. But without your support, I could do nothing. Yes, the gift might be there. But with, when the gift is not accelerated, it can't work. Oh, do I've been misused? Tell your neighbor high five. Hallelujah. Just read it for me. High five. God bless you. So, now the remove went on. There was a calling, uh, to this church. People, they called us. These churches, when you find them in those kind of rubbish, rubbish, it was, they are not their former churches. But sometimes we send people there and they stir them up. When they stir them up, these ones separate before they get baptized. When they separate, then we go there and we throw more light on what they had. So now these ones also, they had, they get somewhere to settle, uh, after leaving the big church. So when we went there, one day there was a turbulence, it was problems. People, do not want us to be in that town. Most of the Pentecostals. So they sent a Muslim man, whom I told you about. That Muslim man is the local area defense man. is the control of the defense, the security of that area. So that man, when he came to our meetings, is now with my boy, that is Joseph, uh, he was bringing he, them, him, to stop the meetings there. So when the man heard me preaching, he said, because he heard me giving the story of the miracle, that's why I gave you that story. What are they, first check what you are drinking, whether it is the real miracle, human miracle, cow miracle, ram miracle, any animal here, I don't know, or seal miracle, whichever. So when the man heard me, he came puffing, but when he heard the story, went a little bit lower and sat in the church. I have the videos, but we don't play the videos, when the man was in the church. He heard me talking, and we had to spend there three days. So on the first, the second day, he came with his wife, a Muslim, and the a daughter. So they sat. His wife accepted the maid to be baptized, and the daughter accepted. The Muslim man said, for me, I don't accept it because we are strong Muslim, and you know our foundation, but I have accepted my wife to take this gospel. It is the truth. Now the man turned to the Pentecostals and told him, you have been lying us, because even Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, said in their Muslim language, Say there is only one God. And these people are saying there is only one God. 
So I think they have more right than you Catholic people. You are like a Catholics. So this Muslim Sheikh, you know, challenged them and became our close friends. So he gave us good security. We went and baptized and his wife is now in the church there. The place is called, um, let me say, pick the place. Sometimes I forget the names of the places. That is number 18, okay. Number, yeah. The place there is in Mayuge district. So the place is called Bukizibu. Those are words you cannot even take. But called Bukizibu, the man is there. I'm speaking this in just respect of the man because this tape will go all over the world. And you will know what I'm speaking about you. This is the truth. So the man in Bukizibu was also accepted his family to be take to take the message and we are with them. You see how God is doing. So this is the meeting we had, and next you will find that we hire vehicles to take them to the water. Because some areas to get water is very different. It's very difficult. It's not like a, we have a baptismal pond near and they don't have so we have to go to the where there is much water, like uh, the wreck side, or some big rivers, and to transport them we need some money. And uh, most of this has been your money, which you send us, we organize, and then we take the people to the water. So you are seeing those, some of the vehicles are taking those people to be baptized. You are seeing those vehicles there. And the others are trying to board others. You can send another vehicle, sorry. You can send another vehicle down there. All those things you see. So we organize to take them to the water. One thing you wonder, what kind of, uh, how me, with the means that we, I use myself to go. Do you have a car? The answer is yes and no. How do you move those people? It's a miracle. Now it's like this. I used to have a car, but when I got sick, my sons and other people who were helping me during that time did not drive it well. So they make it down, they put it down, and I have a brother. My younger brother is a Catholic bishop. Bishop in a Catholic is not like a, we can be with a bishop here. A bishop in the Catholic Church is not somebody that we can say such and such is a bishop. You know, Catholic Church is too formal to the extent that to be accepted to be called a sister, you have to study. For you, you are here enjoying a sisterhood and a brotherhood. Yeah. In the Catholic Church, to be a sister, you have to go and study to become a sister. I think you know that. To be a brother, you have to study until you have the standard of being called a brother. You, you cannot just say, Brother Tim, yeah. where did you get that brotherhood? Yeah. <laughs> Which rank? Where did you get that certificate? That is Catholicism. Right. So now this is just a, he's not a, a brother, he's not a sister, he is not a father, because in the Catholic Church to be a father, you have to study. My father here to be a father, he would have gone through a, a number of levels of uh, education. Now, this brother of mine is a bishop. He's a bishop, so he's a big man. 
Now, when he, I got problem, he heard about it. He found him in the hospital. They told him that he's dying, and he came. So he wanted me to be kind of taken care of. And he, you know, because we grew up together and he loved me so much, he said he has no car. Uh, by this time, sell the other car and buy yours. Then I'm going to give you this, my car for a while. I liked it. And I sold my car at some little lower price. But due to the problems in the sickness and in the mission, I did not buy another one. I had to pay some debts and clear other things, then start driving his car. Only to find out that I, I was now much breaking down the Catholic Church. So using my car, breaking the Catholic Church, bring back my car. I told him that I will bring back your car when I have finished with, the, with it, with my work. So now we have a rango, a kind of a tug of war. Bring my car. Oh, let's leave the Catholic Church. He was talking to Pastor, to Brother Tim. He said, yes, Brother Tim was saying, thank you for being a good brother to my, to our brother. Said, but since he is there, please let him get a car. Because he's using our car to break the Catholic Church organization. And he must come back because we are Catholic. You know, my parents were Catholic, staunch Catholics. And we have brothers and sisters in the Catholic Church who are priests. I was to go to the priest church, to the priesthood of Catholic Church. But because I was of a different mother, outside the wedlock, they can't allow that. Even I tried to go to the seminary. But they said, come back. You are not of the same, of, of, uh, you are outside the wedlock. They can't allow. I thank God that I was born that way. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Praise God! I would have been there bringing some Eucharist and whatever. Wow! Thank God for the, being a kind of, uh, a son of another woman. Praise God. They would have taken me there. I would have been in this. Adoremus in etenum sanctissimus. Hallelujah. <laughs> but thank God I'm out. I'm out. I was born and planted for a purpose. To believe this message of the hour. And to destroy Catholicism. Hallelujah. We are born for a purpose. God knows. One day, Brother Tim was talking about the trajectory. That there's a trajectory of the the war of the prophet. And, you know, I, I thought maybe my trajectory is what well, God knew. Trajectory. Is uh, God, you know, he passes. He, he knows where I'm going. He makes, he makes a way. For me, where I have to go. Predestination. He knew, he knew you before the foundation of the world. Amen. People in China, they don't have to believe this message, a number of them. He knows you, who comes, whoever comes from China and brings you here. Amen. It's not a mistake for you to be here. No, my sheep hear my voice. Amen. Let's continue as I'm finishing because I don't want to take a lot of, I've taken a lot of time, but please bear with me. 
And uh, now, seeing that we have a number of uh, pastors and churches, we have divisions. Which divisions? Uh, Discomforted pastors, we organize them according to their areas, regions. So every month, I, div I have to visit different divisions to make them grow more. In this, we give them books, as you can see. Uh, they are holding books, 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 seven church ages, and Bibles, and uh, these books. Then, at times, uh, I'm, where the, I'm there. You bear the way, sometimes I put on, even I saw, you saw sometimes see when I'm just in invest, see, because of pressure, when I talk, here it is good because it's cool, there in Africa it is ever hot, when you talk, it just, you know, feel sweating. So I sometimes you find my pictures when they are put on like that. Please, I don't recommend you to do the way I'm doing because I have a just a problem. So at times I'm put on like that, as such like that because of pressure. So I talk to them. They ask questions. They grow up well. You will find out that this man here, where you see the point here, is called Pastor Don. God has used this man so much to the extent that he is like a, the key to the doors there. Now he knows the Pentecostals much than we do. We got him in the message, and it is another side of the story of this man. He had like 1,000 believers. This man did not go to school, but he has a talent of speaking. When he speaks, People, they believe in him. And we found him, you know, in some Pentecostals, they don't pay tithes. He was getting money from the people by selling candles. You know candles? They get candles, he buys them like at $2 a bundle, and he sells each $50. Yeah, because it has a player, it has been blessed. Come out of her, my people. <laughs> Praise God. Then he, say, he was selling water. He blesses water. Sometimes they fake trips that have gone to Israel, to Jordan. And the, where in Jordan, they get water from Jordan, and they sell you a drop of water, like, sorry, like this. They give you a little drop. This can go to like uh, 200 people. But a drop of water into your small bottle, it will take like a, at least, let me say in dollars, like a $20. Now, he collects, he was collecting a lot of money. He had his car. He had everything, but he was in Pentecostal churches. This man also was selling stones. <laughs> Reading in the scriptures, there will be blessed stones, and these stones will be stone of healing. You know, in the Old Testament. He can affect some scriptures and then you see what is there. With the water, they just don't just sell. The rivers of life flow from the mouth, he's buried, and then they say, Can you buy? And people they just buy. And uh, he was selling brooms. When it reached, you know, brooms to sweep? Uh, these brooms in Africa, the way we make them is not the way you make here. 
You make a for you make a brasses and you call them blooms. But the others, for, they gather some kind of uh, grass and then they sweep with it. Now this man was make, selling brooms of blessing. You have been with the spells around your house. Take this bloom in the name of the Lord Jesus and sweep everything out. Sweep it out. As you are saying the words. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so people, they sweep. And it is very difficult to tell them that it does not work when a person is swept and is now driving. When he swept and he is now with the, what he wanted. So when they saw that, even the witchy doctors, one day maybe when I bring it down to you, he will tell you the story. Uh, even the witchy doctors of the area started coming to dawn to sell them the brooms so that they can sell the brooms to the people that they are serving to. Witchy doctors coming to a Pentecostal pastor say to buy brooms to take them there. He blesses them, and then he, they go with the brooms, and they say it is working. The boy was so cunning. Cunning, because, you know, using that kind of magician and whatever, and he said things to the people like that was difficult, different. So God get, got him. He was baptized. The church split into two. He remained with the 500, and he has them. We, they got somewhere uh, where they put uh, a temporary shelter of iron sheets. Uh, that, it is there now. You see that? And they put that thing there. Now these are not his believers, but we use his church where to meet the pastors. He has a lot of believers we shall see maybe in time to come. That is Pastor Don, this one here. So he is now having a problem. We keep him in prayers. Because he does not work, and the people are not oriented to paying the tithes, they just some of them they run away because he's no longer bewitched. Maybe telling them him them lies. So we work with him. We work with him, and he, you remember, brother Mark, uh, with Mark. I said yes. You asked me the brother who is always with you, that big brother. That is brother Pastor Don. He loves me so much because I do give him something from the word, the message of the hour. And even in the translation, uh, he does not help in translation, but he wants everything that I produce out to first go through it because he wants to be somebody near in the word. That is Pastor Don. So again, you will go to another massive gathering. Those are not the people only. But down there, there is a valley. You see two lines of people. They are trying to look down there. There is a valley. Which valley has a line of people? In the valley there, there is water. Others, they are standing that way. Others are standing this way. But there is a line of people in that valley being baptized. Are you seeing the valley there? Yeah. Others are start, standing on the top. Others are standing down there. But they are watching, if you can see that those eyes, they are watching people down in the valley, walking in a line, being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. That is very far near, like uh, going to Kenya, our neighboring country. Uh, those people, a number of them were baptized, and still those areas, they baptize a lot. 
It is far to the extent that we have not gone there with the pastor, with the brother Tim Dodd, but some of the group we saw with the brother Mark, where the vehicles got problems, you know that area. So that is the district where we baptize those people. It is called Manafa, but the district is Zimbabwe. And there was a Pentecostal brother, sorry, a message believer brother, believing brother, who at first said there is no revival. What thing is telling is not there. But when he heard what we are doing there, yeah. he marveled. Yeah. He got wondered and he said, what is this? Because some of his people even witnessed what was being done. Now we have a problem also, as I will be soon closing. The problem is with the, the neighboring message believers. They will never act, some of them will never accept that there is a revival going on. Just imagine, like uh, we have, this is the church of message believers, and the rest of you are Pentecostals. Now when a pastor who has a church near the big Pentecostal group, he has the message being preached, and people are being baptized, he wants this big group to join him, which would have been good that he join him. But you'll find that the pastor cannot have the capacity, sitting capacity of that big group. And again, the other pastor would like to be also helped to grow, to stay with his congregation. So the pastor here, when he sees that these are believing message, some of them, they will go and sneak into this group. Then the pastor will say, he is a church breaker. We do not intend to break the churches. And we would like to occur to kind of work together with the pastors in the area to make those people grow. Some they accept, some they reject because they fear their small groups to be taken over. And this one is inevitable, but we want them to move on. There are some areas like uh, the area of Kasese, where Pastor Mvunabandi, uh, I don't know whether you know him, when he knew about the message, he helped some others. And in Kasese, we no longer want to go there because Mvunabandi is taking lead there. In East, Pastor Stephen Ibade, now he is taking lead. So we don't want to go there. We are now in other parts where they have not gone to. But some message churches, they fear these are going to swallow us up. You have brought in some rich people, some big people, to, and we cannot move with them. Brother Chinji, you are breaking our churches. That is known, and we can't do that. I don't intend it. Even I myself, I have a smaller church. My church is very small. Only in this revival, a number of them are coming in now. But usually have been small in size. All these are just people of their own nomination. So, even in this group there of West East, Far East, there was a pastor who first fought it, but now he's quiet, he's seeing it, and we pray to God that he will be taking control, maybe helping those brothers there. Because a number of them, they are coming from his side there, and it is doing well. Then also there was another hundred that were baptized in the area of Kayunga. This one, lorries came, a number of them came. You see, it is a forest where the water is. We did not get the other picture to see how the tunnel was going there. But hundreds of people were there. 
Where you are seeing the, that man in blue is where water is. This brother is working like a deacon, and people are going to get baptized. Others are there where they be behind the lorry you are seeing there. You see the lorry there? So those people were baptized in Kayunga in hundreds. Two churches came together and we baptized them. See what the message is doing. There is a rev- if the revival means to restore, there is a restoration of the true faith in our country. People are getting the message and coming out of Catholicism. They are coming out of Babylon. They want the message. But I cannot do it alone to satisfy all those people. You cannot. You cannot move here and there. It is your help. It is when he comes. It is when these people visit us. Please visit us more and more. And notice that when you come to visit us, do not just stay here alone. Uganda is, divided, is having a lot of districts. So when they visit today, say Taigo's church, let us find them tomorrow in Imbalala down if far. When Pastor Tim, Brother Tim came, they said, a man raised up the hand, said, Brother Chiinji, we shall see that also. Let me first bring that one. A man said, came from that area. Sorry. A man came from this area. You are seeing here where there is Bushen and in Tungamo. You see that area? He came to come to Mukono. You see Mukono where it is? And that is Seta. Our church where it is, Seta Eagles Church. So he came all the way here, there, there, up to here. And he found Brother Tim there and told him, Pastor Chin, for now coming to six months, we have been gathering. We are like overstifitous with 60 pastors. We want to see him, but has failed. Now you'll find that our strength is in this area where it is near us. Not because others they don't want. They hear whatever is going on. Here they hear. You see them here. They hear. Even up there in Cotido, they also hear. But our possibility to move is only that yellow thing. You see it? Why do we move on in the yellow thing? Is because where we can move. Those are hundreds of miles. But coming hundreds of miles. Yeah. Hours and hours. Driving. And our roads are not like Canada roads. Our roads are, you know, find a pothole. Sometimes you go in the valley and the vehicle is like getting over. And then you come up and then team knows. That's why it's not too much big. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So this, this is the area we have covered. Some parts of the islands. So far there was a threat. We are preparing to go to islands to meet some pastors there. Already there is churches being baptized. But there was a, a, a boat cruise breakdown. They got, they drowned to the water. Rich people died when they were having their fun. So people now of my group, they fear to go to the water. They want to use the ship. Which ship is not yet available. So they fear to go with the canoes. But we are trying all the same in time to come to go to those islands. They are Vuma. There are a number of people they are waiting for us. But we have told them, taught them to baptize their people. However, they need us also to go and speak to them because they are already baptized. But when they hear us speak, again they will grow more. So we'll be going to them. Now the great demand is in this downwards here. There is a cry, a Macedonian call. 
is here. Uh, we need somebody to send a light. Send a light, the blessed gospel light, light the world from shore to shore. That kind of a singing. And the, my people, my, the singing group of our team, they changed that in Uganda. We have heard of the Macedonian court today. So we need you people to send more light to the unchurched places. So these groups here are pending and another group down there, up there is also pending. We have somehow pushed, going, some are in Masindi there, others there in Arua, but we have not gone there. But they tell us what they are doing there. So at times you might say we have like a 30,000 when they are already like 40 people being, accepting this message. So going back to the point, I don't know how much time I'm remaining with, 20? Like an hour, the 20? Okay, then. So after doing that, things went even on the air and uh, the radios, local radios. But we don't have the picture of a radio here, but we have the picture of the media, newspapers, local language. Uh, that word says, the pastors warned the people, be aware of the churches that you are going into, because that is my slogan all the time. Check on the kind of milk you eat, drink. Check on the, the rum you eat. So the newspaper put it that way, saying that be aware of the churches that you go into, with those quotes, quoting my words. And they are saying, Pastor Ching is there, uh, baptizing, and the, by that time they say, here, a number of more than 500 uh, people, we are, you see the number 500 there? Yeah, yeah. We are baptized by Pastor Freddy Chiingi. That is my name down there. <laughs> Praise Lord! This is like heaven to me. This is like heaven to me. We've crossed over denomination to Canaan's land, and this is like heaven to me. Hallelujah! The word became flesh again. Those are the bodies that the word wanted to pick up. They are going to shine. This is our day. Tomorrow is for another day. For another person, this is your day. I like you people. I love you people. I don't speak these things in the proud because I didn't do nothing. It's just because I am a radio translator, so the, uh, a message translator in Uganda, and the, I am like a station where the books come from because I translate books in Uganda, and I translate audio translation in Uganda. Now, my phone was just put on the radio. When they was, it was put on the radio, people are now I'm attracting people. Who am I that God calls me his son, yeah. a representative, yeah. a mouthpiece? I just feel like, you know, love the Lord. Right. Right. And on top of that, I am just a feeble, I'm a weak man in the body. 
When I reached you, I visited the pastor team. You know, I'm picking and eating. I pick this. I, I can't take that one. I don't take sodium. I don't, I don't enjoy a lot of things. But one thing I can enjoy is the word of the hour. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, as we are closing, uh, the end of the year, customarily in Uganda, all Pentecostals, they gather in big places and they get the New Year's prayer and end of year's Thanksgiving. So, these people, because they have been, they have just come from Pentecostal, I promised them to be with a transnite, those who are near, and those who can transport themselves. And uh, we had uh, two groups. One was at Pastor Donnie's church, which is like a, uh, one or sixty miles away from mine. Uh, they gathered there, and the others from my church. And we say the others also to gather their groups and then have fellowships. So this group there I was seeing, it was on the first, the 31st December, entering the new year. So they gathered at our church grounds. They came in a number. They were many. And people wondered, wondered what is this? And we were blessed. We did not have that before. Even if now they hear that somebody is coming, uh, anybody from you that is coming to see, they will be there. They will come, those who can come. I could hardly attract like 20 people to come to me before this. But now wherever I go, people they say, he is the man of God. And on the other side, not only the good things, we are hunted. You pray for us. Like three times, vehicles were running after us. People are warning us on the phones that any time we can be killed, but we do not fear. I was going to die without any person killing me. And God kept me. So if I just fear that, then how will I serve my God? So they have been trying to do that, to intimidate us, to make us fear, to do whatever they want to do, but we are strong. Others, they think that because I am weak with the diabetes and whatever, which can go anytime, they think that anytime maybe he's going to die. Because they can find me here praising the Lord tomorrow. They say, yes, I know my Redeemer liveth. But... And think that I'm going, I am going nowhere until my work is done. Amen. Praise God. So, uh, I'm like uh, the sheep, you know, ships in, uh, in, ship in Africa, they have a big wide tails. I don't know whether it is the same here. The sheep. You know, a sheep's tail always, sheep, the rams, uh, they, they, it shakes whenever it moves. And a hyena thinks that any time it is going to fall, so a hyena will follow the sheep, waiting for the time for it to fall down. But the sheep, the sheep it was made that way. It was made in a way of shaking uh, to the extent that the, the sheep will grow old, many years or 20 years, shaking like this, you never fall. But the hyenas, when they see it is shaking, maybe full of diabetes, full of pressure, they think any time is going to go. I will not die. In the name of the Lord. We have the power. 
In the name of Jesus, we have the power. In the name of the Lord, praise God. So people are gathering like that massively, which was not yet before. Uganda is not yet covered. Just like a third of it is being evangelized. If we are supported more, and the, this message translation goes in different countries, in different areas, and they broadcast it, I'm telling you, people will come to Christ. The reason why some people, they don't come to Christ, because they have never received this message. If a true person wants Christ, and it takes uh, time to listen to what the prophet is saying, cannot stand denomination. And lastly, one of the pictures, you see that those are kind of pastors and their wives. We have meetings. I meet them every Friday. We have Bible study because what they had was wrong. Now we get Bible study and you people, some little money you give us, we support them on the transport because some of them are coming a bit far and they want to be with us in the Bible studies every Friday. So we support them with some transport. Those who are coming from near, they just transport themselves. And you see them here is when Pastor Tim came, Brother Tim came. Sorry, bear with, bear with me that. That's the way, you know, they take him there. Uh, Brother Tim, when he came, that was the courtyard of our house, our church. We could not be in the church because it is hot and the church is small. So, some of the people, pastors, you are seeing them there. Uh, they came from different parts of the country, and they joined us uh, when Brother Tim Dodge was preaching. He is much a blessing to us. Amen. God has used him, and they, for them, they know, when I told them that I'm going to Canada, they thought I'm going to Pastor Tim's church. I told them, no. He is working with the pastor Edibisiko and the other brothers. So they love him so much. Is the way, there is a way he brings these people down. To, he makes himself down. He does not bring these so manifest, the, what, what can I say, the 24 elders, the manifestations, the kind of the seals, the attributes, the whatever, all those kind of vocabularies. He comes down, Jesus, God, and one simplicity, and the, the original sin, those things that they start, which they can start with. So he does them well, and he makes them understand, and they enjoy his services. If he can come at least every three, ma three months and come to Uganda, even if he come every week, because we cannot, he cannot fill those area, part, parts of the country. We take him here this week, and he go. Then another week we take him the other side, and he goes. Brother Marker knows them, knows the area. And my brother here has been with us. You know the area is being evangelized. Uh, as I was here, they told me in, that this is in Mijera. The pastor in Mijera, this is the pastor in Mijera, the one you see there. He told me, now they are on water. He baptized some. And those are the people he baptized. And even he baptized another group. So baptisms are continuing. Those are the few who can send me some pictures who have the smartphones. Others they just call. Others they continue doing their work. But we support them with the books. 
and with the tapes. I have not preached to you. I have given you the testimony of what is happening in Uganda. Being given time in the evening, I don't know, then I will come with a little sermon and I will be saying bye-bye to you. But as per now, I love you, I thank you, I feel humbled, and on behalf of the believers there, please thank you so much, and thank you for standing with us. We love the word, we love you people. We love the way you have been responding even before you were there. Thank you for obeying your pastor's voice. We promise that we'll be updating you. When I came this way, I thought of many pictures we didn't take care of. But now I've seen that this is necessary. At least whichever event that is possible to be get on pictures, we'll be getting the pictures. And we will be sending you. Because there's a number of things that have been done there. Things that are interesting. That we, because now we have shown you smaller groups. And we are saying we have baptized over 300 uh, tens of thousands of people and we are showing you smaller groups there are some massive groups we baptized and we didn't get the pictures for us we thought that is done but now we are going to at least understand to get more pictures and testimonies will be coming to you what can I say I would have sing a song but the way we sing is different from them the way you are singing here Oh, Lord, my God, when I'm in our Samoanda, consider all the walls thy hands have made. I see the stars, I hear the roaring thunder, thy pastoral. Thy universe this Sing with me. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God Oh, praise God. How great thou art, how great thou art, when through the woods and forest breaks that wonder, I hear the birds sing sweetly in the trees, when I look down.
said he said you know comes right back to the word of God and we heard the word and brother Fred was just saying well I was giving you a testimony brother Bram said I'd rather you live me a sermon than preach me a sermon and we've seen the word live it's a living gospel brother Fred No, sir. Amen. 
I remember when Brother Tim came back with the report of the accident. Just think about it. Terrible. Terrible. But God already had in his mind that he had a work to do. And we've been seeing and rejoicing in the work that God has been doing in Uganda. And we're so happy to be a part of that. And I can understand why they want Brother Tim there every three months. Praise God. Glory. Amen. Prophesy again. Praise God. The harvest is ripe. The labors are few. And once you catch a burden for the gospel, there's nothing like it, saints of God. There's nothing like it. I'm so happy to hear that Michael went on the trip. And who else went with you, Mike? Jonathan, Jonathan's there, was with me in Poland when I was over in Poland this last year. And these are great. God, raise up young men. Send this gospel forward. Think about it. You got all these souls that have now come out, come in, and now they got to be fed the word of God, Bibles, message books, translators. Say, oh, Lord Jesus, we cannot forget Uganda. And and we want to give Uganda an offering today. Whether it be this morning, you, you're ready, you, you can put it in the tithe box to say Uganda, Brother Fred. And tonight, if you're willing then if, and you're able, we want to send them away. Reali- telling them not just the handshake, but we're supporting what God's doing. And I know you have, saints, and we've seen the thermometer, and we've all been giving. That's great. But we want the word to continue on. And I want to say this morning I was blessed to see and hear what the gospel is still doing around the world. Do you actually know that there are people that do not believe in missions anymore? It's over? They think it's over? Are they deceived? Are they deceived? They are deceived, and yet one man will have a burden. Come out of, out of heaven and say, this needs to be done. And he starts, and then the ball gets rolling, and souls are one. I say it's a great thing that God has parts of the body moving, and the machinery is moving forward. And I can say his truth is marching on. I love the way Brother Fred ministers. You know why? He breaks out in song. Reminds me of somebody. I wouldn't know who. But now I know why I do. I'm happy. I'm happy because this gospel thrills my soul. And I'm glad I'm so happy to be gathered with people of like precious faith. We're going to have another service this evening at five o'clock come early and pray that the Lord give our dear precious brother Fred strength again to speak to us one more time I wouldn't miss it for nothing let's bow our heads in a word of prayer how appropriate Lord the song as brother Fred was ending when I in awesome wonder Consider all the worlds thy hands have made. 
Lord, in looking at the handiwork of God and your workmanship amongst the elected lady of the bride of Jesus Christ, Lord, I stand in awe to see what the word is doing, not only here in Cloverdale, but over in Uganda, over in the Congo, around the world, Lord. I stand in awe. As our pastor so often has said, this message has a life of its own, and it's the life of Jesus Christ. So, Lord, as we go our way, let us go rejoicing, and a part of our worship is giving. And, Lord, for those that can give, may, Lord, you bless it a thousandfold for those souls overseas. Bless Brother Fred and and Brother Tim as they labored much. We pray that you'll bring back the servant of God tonight with another inspiration within his heart. Bless him, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you happy? Happy to see what God's doing, Brother James. It's not just done in a corner. This is going around the world. God bless you. Greet one another. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. See you at 5 o'clock this evening.